Welcome to Bean Stuff. So today on the podcast, we have a special guest, and actually he's sitting right between us, and our special guest is Tim Almquist. Woo! Now, Tim Almquist has been a friend for a very long time, and we're super stoked to have him. Um, Dad, do you want to, I guess, uh, talk a little bit about Tim? Uh, Tim, yeah, Tim, he's, uh, we, I've known Tim, he's my son, he's for a while, and I was rather excited to hear that uh, Tim was doing his own home roasting. And then he, the next thing I heard, he was actually roasting for a fairly big company and, and being the roaster. So uh, he's he suddenly jumped into coffee and is understanding it really well. Yeah, so Tim comes into home roasting. Also, he's done some roasting for Clatch in California. Um, so Tim, welcome to the podcast. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Um, so today we're talking about home roasting. Um, and I feel very outnumbered today because there's two people who know a lot about it and the one person that doesn't, that's me. <laughs> um, but I guess let's get into the why just a little bit. Um, uh, so I guess Tim, I'll ask you first, what, what got you into home roasting? Yeah. So I, um, started home roasting about two and a half years ago. My, um, coffee snob brother-in-law, um, introduced me to his method of home roasting, which is only one method of home roasting, um, using a um, bread machine, which maybe we'll talk a little bit about bread a, little, machine. a li- cool. little later. But nice. Did you um, create at the same time? Unfortunately, he did, he did not. <laughs> no, no. Just a thought. But um, it had more to do with just wanting another hobby. Um, although I, I knew that I loved good coffee and wanted to see if I could be a part of I could do my own good coffee wow. instead of paying $5 for a good coffee somewhere else. <laughs> and how long have you been doing home roasting? Um, I started about two and a half years ago. Wow. Um, and then how long have you, had you been roasting um, as a job as well? Um, about a year after I started home roasting, I happened to get a job at an actual coffee roastery mm. and have roasted professionally for about a year and a half. Wow. Um, and I kind of took a break from home roasting while I was doing the real thing um, as my day job. Right. And, uh, <laughs> and then I've kind of recently, actually, I'm not working for this company anymore, but I, I'm kind of picking up home roasting again, trying to trying to replicate what I learned in the actual professional side of things yeah. to my own at-home uh, process. Well, and to Tim's credit, yesterday I went over to Tim's house and uh, I called him as I was coming up and I said, hey, can I come over and take some pictures of your coffee roaster? And he says, well, actually, I'm doing a roast right now. So I got to I got to snap some pics and get a couple of videos, which so we'll we'll put those out on Twitter and Instagram and Facebook, so you guys can kind of get an idea of what uh, what we're talking about when Tim starts talking about his roaster there. Um, and and Dad, what kind of uh, what kind of home roaster like options do we have? So Tim, you mentioned you do it with a a bread maker and a like a heat gun. Yeah, so it's. I mean, do you want to explain? Yeah, kind of go through your setup, okay. and then yeah, we'll go from there. So my setup is essentially. A DIY do-it-yourself um, method, which there's a lot of those out there, and you can find you just Google search um, Google images of home roaster setups with um, a bread machine. You can see most home roasters use with this method a bread machine, like you would see um, that has like a loaf pan in the center, mm. and they pour the green beans in the pan, and there's a little blade that turns that spins the pan or spins uh, the beans. Just like it would be like kneading the dough. Um, 
And then for the heat, um, you're not using the actual heat setup from the bread machine itself. Oh, okay. You're using a, a heat gun like you would use to strip paint off of a wall. <laughs> um, so you rig up a heat gun kind of however you want to mm -hmm. above the pan, and you're essentially blowing hot air into the pan, cooking the beans. Um, and then it's a matter of just kind of everything is arbitrary from that point on. You can do how long you want. You can listen to the different cracks of the beans first mm. and second if you want. Wow. Um, but that's that's kind of the the basic setup. Um, yeah. Heat gun, uh, bread machine. Wow. And Dad, in your opinion, what are some what are some considerations when you're looking at home roasting? Uh, what would you say are some things that you kind of the the key things to look for or look at? First thing, I'd make sure that you have no batteries in your smoke alarms. <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, yeah. You've been there, I've been there. <laughs> and suddenly you're realizing why you're, you're roasting in the garage out there because uh, all the smoke alarms are going off in the house. Or it, maybe pull back the car out of the garage first. Oh. <laughs> yeah, that could be <coughs> But funny, you, know, you would look, one, you want to know um, uh, how dark you want your roast to go. That's the first thing, mm. because it all happens very quickly in, in do-it-yourself styles. And one of the problems with do it yourself is just the temperature control or control the air. It just makes things speed up or slow down more than, than, than you'd realize. And then I would also look at uh, how much coffee you, you generally drink. Now, I say that because when you're home roast, it's, it's, I enjoy it. It's, it's, the, it's the way to go. There's no doubt about it. But uh, I was talking to Tim earlier, but if you have friends who suddenly realize you're a home roaster, suddenly... <laughs> They are excited and they'll come around and you drink coffee, which is wonderful. But then you have to spend the whole weekend roasting coffee because you can only do a small amount. That's one of the bigger problems with home it's roasting. It's like owning a pickup. Yes. Everybody all of a sudden yeah, is moving. Yeah. Owning a very small pickup. <laughs> right. Because you don't you get much uh, stuff out of it. And then how much you want to spend. You can, like Tim's talking about, that, that's a good option. Popcorn poppers well, are good because that's cheap. cheaper option. And yeah. I guess on that note, how, how much would you say you've invested in your setup, Tim? Uh, well... My the bread machine. I've only bought one bread machine. Uh huh. Um, it was I got it for seven dollars. The Salvation Army. Ooh, top of the line. The used bread it's machine. Expensive. It's not. Yeah, I did not get it new. <laughs> seven dollars. Um, my heat gun was about fifteen dollars. Although I've gone through about three of those because oh, wow. Because I've ruined or I've um, burned out um a couple of them already. Uh huh. Um, and then it's just like little accessories. Like a, you need a fan probably to keep the heat gun cooler so you don't overheat it. Wow. Um, and then any, any like rewiring you want to do with you. So I should say that I, the blade inside these bread machines typically, um, uses kind of a stop start motion. It's not a continual, um, it's not a continually oh. going in a circle. Wow. And so when I was setting up my bread machine, we bypassed all the electronics within the bread machine itself and attached a toggle switch to the electrical oh, wow. setup to basically have um the blade going in a singular motion at one time so it's pretty much just on off well wow. so actually, you actually had on. to change it otherwise it wouldn't have been quite the setup it wouldn't have been as good as it is now yeah you want that um, consistent just like any drum roaster you want it to be consistently going you don't want it to stop obviously that wouldn't be good no <laughs> so. um and then step up from that dad you were saying what are the i guess what are the different kind of as you go oh from DIY, so we're saying yeah. like 50 bucks. Yeah. You know. Or even cheaper, popcorn popper. You can buy one, you know, for whatever, $5 from Goodwill or something. It's amazing what you can do. Wow. Or did we talk about the popcorn, uh, the whirly birds? We did a little bit on it. Uh, okay. I think there's... That's cheap yeah. too, but 
then from there, and there's a lot of do-it-yourself styles, and I think Tim's right, you go on, look Google, you'll see all sorts of things. People, I, hey, We had a guy at work, we did a, a, a home roasters thing once, and he bought a cement mixer. <laughs> wow. He was serious. He, wow. he, didn't wow. use, he never put cement in, only ever put coffee beans in it, and it would go around, and it actually quite worked. Did quite. he use a heat gun or something? How oh, did he? he had, it seemed like a jet aircraft going through the thing. It, was, it wasn't just a heat gun, it was a... The, the the amount of heat that that thing where you would get near it and you'd feel a lot of BTUs coming out. It was. Oh, um, wow. So you can start the DIYO. Do yourself. Do your own. Next stage is to buy something online. And there's a, fortunately today, and there's a quite a few options. And you can start around about 140, 150. Then it starts going up, uh, increments up there. You can, you can buy a, a Nesco. You can buy a, there's a whole lot of them out there. Well, I think the Nesco we were looking at earlier Freshers. was like a hundred and eighty or something like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can, yeah. It's a little bit nicer. Yeah, and you can get nicer popcorn poppers than others. You, I'm saying, you, you, when you get a popcorn popper, you do need to make sure the bottom is like a like a um, a vent going out rather than just the the grate across because it can cause a few problems. Uh, Sweet Maria's is a good place to go to look at all the different types of. Um, popcorn poppers out there you can get some pretty good ones but i'm going down again i should be going up um and and think about uh i'm trying to think what other ones the the free uh so the yeah the the fresh roast that's what i use when i started it's just a it's a glorified air roaster and you go out to um the be more i think it's called it gets more expensive you get some drum ones out there mm. then you can go up to we have one at work it's a little san franciscan pound uh sarpa roaster oh yeah yeah, yeah. Yeah, I don't know, seven thousand dollars, whatever. It's, <laughs> but it's it's wonderful. Yeah, it's, what's your budget? It's, yeah. What's your budget? Well, when you weigh the seven cost to seven thousand. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. <laughs> well, it's, it, you got a range. You have a really good range of, of different different types, different everything, and they each seem to have like as you, obviously as you go up, there's less like the consistency of your roast and all that kind of stuff's going to get a little bit better quality. So each step's going to have its own little, mm-hmm. you know, yeah, more control. Right, exactly. Not as exciting, of course, but not as exciting. Not as yeah, yeah no. Um, but when, when, like, when did I, I would assume home roasting started at the very beginning because uh, there wasn't obviously like, right. <laughs> no one, there wasn't Starbucks or Stumptown or anything like that. Yeah. But, oh, really? <laughs> <laughs> um, when, what's kind of the history of, of early home roasting? It's, it's had a fairly long history to start with up to about the 20th century. And you, that's what you do. You wake up in the morning. I've seen pictures in Victoria, England, all sorts of places where you wake up and the first thing you do is you meet everybody where on the street because you're all roasting coffee before mm. breakfast, basically. Uh, and there's all sorts of contraptions out there that have been made through that time, up to that time period. Mm-hmm. And then World War II, I think, around about there, came along, instant coffee came along, and suddenly mm. industrialization came along, mm. and people decided, oh, I could do that and get money for people to pay me, and then they wanted to get up so early and make their coffee. Mm. Voila, we've got it. What what was that law in Turkey that you told me about? Oh, it's really there's a uh, there's a law in Turkey. Is it still a law? I I don't, I don't know. I, would, I, I wouldn't assume so. I but. wouldn't assume so, but who knows? <laughs> oh, you, the law you're talking about is uh, a woman could uh, file for divorce if her husband didn't bring home his the amount of coffee that he needed to bring home that week. Uh, <laughs> I believe it was a true law, but I don't know the ins and outs of it now. Yeah, yeah, it could be. Yeah, um, so. You, you heard it here first, but if it's not true, then <laughs> we didn't say it. Nah, <laughs> don't know what you're talking about. Um, wow, so it's been going on for a very long time. Like you said, it's, you know, pans and steam. And pans and steam. They're, they're like heating it in a pan. That's yep. all you need. Vegetable yeah. steamer. And 
all sorts of stuff. We have so many different styles and different different things like that. Um, Tim, you kind of want to talk about when you're when you're roasting your coffee. What's kind of like like I know yesterday we had what with the first crack was like in nine minutes I think around about what's what but I guess from pouring the beans in to f like first crack what does that process look like for you? Um. Yeah, this is. Um, I haven't done a lot of experimenting with different um, different accessories, or I'm trying to to figure out a better way to to measure temperature while I'm roasting. Mm. Um, I'm currently working on that. Well, and last night uh, I came over and uh, you had to drill a hole in the side of the. <laughs> Uh, bread machine. Yeah, right? I had a hole in the side of the bread machine because <laughs> um, like when I started out roasting, I wasn't measuring temperature at all. Mm. It was simply just turn the heat gun on, turn the the, the blade on so it's spinning. Mm -hmm. I've got a fan going, and I just time it. I have a timer going. So you're basing a lot of your things off of when first crack you can hear it, and also yeah, like and so I just listen it. for first crack, wait and listen until it's all done. First crack, first crack is done. Maybe. Um, I'll try to get a peek at the beans with a flashlight or something. Um, and then it's kind of just up to me when I feel like, do I want a lighter roast? Do I want a darker roast? Mm. Um, and then I just pull it out and then just just cup it and see what I like. And but, are you able to check color while you're roasting as well? Or so, yeah, it... you could technically. Um, and if you, that's a way that you want to roast. Um, if you know the different stages in the development of, of a bean and you want to try to um, pinpoint those um, those different steps along the roast, mm -hmm. along the way of, of the roast itself. You could do that. I don't really get into that so much. Um, I'm, I'm, it's still a pretty basic setup for me yeah. um, at the moment. But I, and this is the thing where you run into, um, I think with home roasting, you hit a wall mm. um, and that you can't, there's only so much you can do. And especially with a heat gun, I was telling Paula, there, there's two settings on my heat gun, <laughs> right. low and high. <laughs> and so you, don't, you, you really don't have much control. Mm. Um, so last night I was kind of experimenting with, let's just start the roast on low. Because generally when you are when you start a regular roast, like a production roaster or your sample roaster, mm. you know, you, you preheat the roaster, right? You have it warming up. Um, so I usually don't do that. I usually <laughs> actually have the, I just turn the beans on first and then I turn the heat gun on gotcha so I, I started out on low last night for one roast and it was too cold the first crack i didn't have first crack till 16 minutes Woo! oh wow and that's uh that was way too late <laughs> so i was basically flipping back and forth between low and high mm. um and so then i did another roast and i started on a high and i had first crack in nine minutes granted it was a smaller batch mm. but um I can, I only had one or two options. Well, I guess that's another good question is like how many, how, what's the quantity that you're typically roasting? Um, the smallest batch I've done is 200 grams. Okay. So this, the pan I'm, I'm roasting in is essentially a loaf pan size. So you oh. think about a loaf of bread. And it's like a tall loaf. It's like yeah. not, not a horizontal. I, I tried, I did try two pounds one time and it was a very uneven roast. <laughs> yeah. So, but I generally I've done a pound or you can do a half pound. I mean, anywhere in between there. Okay. Gotcha. So. And with your setup, what are your, what are the things that you like about your setup? Like what's, I guess, what's your, what's your jam on your setup there? I feel like the the um, the bread machine setup the mm. the um, I feel like it's fairly uh, um, trustworthy as far as like the actual machine. 
Right. I like that it's bigger. It's more durable. Mm. You can set it on a workbench in a garage, and right. it's not going to go anywhere. Like Paul mentioned, the fresh roast, mm. the air roaster. That's like you can basically hold that in your hand while you're roasting it. Right. I like the durability <laughs> of the bread machine. Mm. Um, you can you can have more options with with um, batch size. You know, you can mm. fluctuate. You want to do a small batch or a little bit bigger batch. Right. Um. So I like the idea of having that like that bigger machine. Mm. Um, mm -hmm. and, uh, yeah, it gives you a little more, um, you feel like you're doing something a little bit more serious. Well, like, and I would say it does contain the heat really well. Like when we were there, like you had it just on a workbench, but you're not as concerned about like what's next to it in a sense, you know, it's well, like, it's it, made to, um, right. yeah. you know, it's like made to withstand heat. Yeah. So it's, it's kind of already set up for you in that way. And that I think is super nice because it's so, it's a cheap way to ensure safety in air quotes kind of. Mm -hmm. Sure. You know, it's like, yeah. you're, not, you're not, you're not doing it into a pan or something. Like it's built for that kind of a heat, which is kind of cool. The heat gun is the, is the safety issue. You got to be aware of the heat gun. Mm, yeah. You want to burn yourself. <laughs> no, no. I, I remember we were an air roaster once when I first started out roasting myself. And I did it outside because I didn't want the smoke alarms to go off. And uh, <laughs> after about 20 minutes, I was getting a bit worried. Nothing was happening. It yeah. was, it was, I had too many beans in there for a start and it was just mm -hmm. too cold. The heat of the, uh, of the air, it just wouldn't mm -hmm. get the things going. Yeah. And so I guess that's a good thing to mention is like the limitation is probably your first limitation is size. Yes. But in real in reality, like Tim, if you do a, if so, if like you do a half pound or like how long is a half pound, if you have, let's say two or three coffees a day, how long is that half pound going to last you? I mean, as, as far as drinking it? As far as drinking mm -hmm. it, yeah. Um, I mean, I, I. I mean, my wife and I probably drink a 12-ounce bag a week. <laughs> right. I mean, we go through that. We go through coffee fast, but that's... So you if know, you did a pound of coffee, you'd be able to pretty much last a week? Yeah, yeah, at least. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so, I mean, so, you know, 25 minutes of working in the roaster in the garage will last you the week, so you're not doing it every day. No, no, no. Gotcha. Um, and what would be, like, without changing your setup from what it is now to, like, a completely different style... What would be like? What would be like the two first things that you would say? I'd love to adjust these things in my roaster. Like that would be the. What What are the biggest things you want to change or add? Yeah, so I'm, I want to fine tune a way to measure uh, temperature, mm -hmm. um, so I can actually try to get a uh, a read uh, an accurate read on the bean temperature. Gotcha. Uh, while I'm roasting. Um, you know, so I can pinpoint, okay, I hit first crack at this, not just at this time, but mm -hmm. that was 380 degrees or that was 390, you know, mm. um, and then obviously finish temperature. So mm. it's not just, I'm not just calculating development time after first crack. Um, it's, oh, I want to finish at 400 degrees or I want to finish at 410. <laughs> yeah. And then I can have a bit more fun with uh, playing with those numbers a little bit. Mm. Um, I wonder... We, we have a, not it's not actually for doing temperature, it's more to see the temperature of the drum outside at work. It's like a little laser pointer. Oh, uh, uh, yeah. like a heat gun. Yeah, infrared. yeah, infrared sort of thing. I just got it from Harbour Freight, I think. It wasn't very expensive, but that may be an easy way. Just You poke it down and just wherever it touches, yeah, that's yeah, the yeah. temperature. Uh -huh. Rather than sending the holes. That's, in yeah. Yeah, the, I just bought a, um, this is obviously a really cheap way to go about temperature, but I, it's fine. I drilled a hole in the roaster, as Reed was saying, and I... Um, got like a grill, like a Weber grill, mm. or oh, like uh, a meat thermometer, thermometer thing. Gotcha. Yeah, essentially a meat thermometer, 
and it has a long, probably like a six inch probe on it, and you just stick that through. Okay. Um, Was I'll, it analog or digital? It's digital, good, actually. Good. Yeah. Um, so I could read it, and, and you had to got you got to if you want to use this method, you got to make sure that it can withstand. <laughs> the heat. So a lot of them are only at two hundred degrees max or something like that. They're made right. for cooking meat, but this one was, can withstand up to seven hundred degrees. Good. Wow. So, um, I mean, your coffee would be probably cooked by 700. Oh, yeah, I mean, <laughs> you, might, you know, have yeah, the whole thing on fire at that point. Yeah, but so, you got temperature, yeah, and then what would, it, what would be the second aspect that you would want to get more control over or change in that? Um, heat level, um, so like heat control, heat control, of? yeah, yeah. So, I need something that's a little bit more incremental rather than just low and high, <laughs> um, right? You that know, way, yeah. and so I can. You know, when we're say we're in development at the end of the row, so I want to stretch out the development process or the first crack, I can come down, but I'm not going to stall the roast or something, right? Um, by just turning it down to the lowest setting, <laughs> so yeah. you can you could practically we hold the heat gun, um, and you could you could lift it up manually, and you mm, know, if you, yeah. if you want, but right. it doesn't have a long the, the heat gun itself is not big enough to really like, um have much room to pull it up and down, I guess, if yeah. you're going to. Gotcha. Yeah. That's a question because one of the hardest things in home roasting, roasting do-it-yourself type machines is cooling the beans down. Yeah. Uh -huh. And I've seen many of these sieves, these fans in your face, these chaff in your face <laughs> and stuff. Yeah. What do you do to cool your beans down? Because once your beans have done, you want them to stop. You don't want them to continue to, to react. Sure. Because sure. if they don't cool down fast enough, do they continue to cook? Oh, yes, very much yeah, so. And that's they change flavor altogether. Yeah. So what do you do, Tim? Well, my um my method for cooling is 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 also fairly imperfect, but essentially using a metal colander, dump the the beans mm. when I pull it out of the, the loaf or the roaster, pull the pan out, and I dump it into the metal colander. I've got this fan going above my roaster, and I essentially just stir the beans in the metal yeah. colander in front of the fan. So I, it's not a quick way of cooling it down, but it eventually cools down. And because you've got a not a huge amount, that seems probably Pretty efficient, I would think. Yeah, yeah, and you want to be careful because um, if you're holding, like I said, a metal <laughs> colander can withstand the heat of the beans. The beans are extremely hot when they come out. Right. Um, so you want to have a an oven mitt. That's, ah. what I, that's what I use. Have you had experience with that? Have you done it without an oven mitt? Um, I have not. I haven't burned myself. Um, no, but Good. I Good. I've come close. <laughs> <laughs> um, and Dad, you've done some home roasting. I mean, you guys have both done home roasting and production roasting. Dad, what is like? And I'll come to you, Tim, next. What is your What are your tips for home roasting? Like, what would be your your top three? Like, you know, bearing in mind what we've kind of talked about, here's the three points that I would focus on. Um, just out of your experience from, like, home, from home roasting. Home roasting, yeah. yeah. What are the kind of the three points that you're like, ah, these are really where your focus needs to go primarily. I mean, naturally you want to choose a good bean to start with because you don't have a mm. good bean or a fresh bean to start with. As in the green bean, you're not going to have a nice coffee to end with. It's, well, that's a good point. We haven't talked about oh, that. Like, that's yeah, that's yeah, a really good whole, point. It's yeah. another old topic, really, but yeah. yeah. Um, so that one, it's one of the things you need to focus on. And as Terman's been alluding to as well as the amount You've got to know how, like I said at the beginning, how much you want to roast, how dark you want to roast, and how much do you want to expend. Mm. Um, so, and I asked him about cooling, and that is a really important part that you don't, you sort of get to, you're all excited to do the roasting, and suddenly, how do I cool this down? This all this goodness is suddenly mm. disappearing on me. Right. And it is a hard thing if you're outside; it's difficult. Um, and that's a, a, a just climate. What's going on? The weather 
has a huge impact. Um, huge yeah. Humidity has a huge impact on right. roasting. So, yeah, so... The I don't amount, know, three points. Yeah, the, <laughs> well, well, the amount, the, the, the just the quality of the green yes, beans. Yes, yes, And then the cooling as well. Yeah, yeah. And I think cooling is important because, like you said, you don't often think about it. Like, it's... You pour it out and you could have it perfect, but then it might go over where your mm. target is because mm-hmm. of that. Yes, exactly. I think those are, those are three excellent points. And Tim, what would be... And they can be the same points, but like in your experience, like what are three things that you're like, if I, if I'm starting today, what, what are kind of the three things you're like, well, you know, these are what I would check or look into. Um, I would probably, we should emphasize safety. <laughs> That's a good point. That's um, a good point. We've alluded to that, but it is, I mean, you, you could have a serious accident if you're not careful. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so don't you probably wouldn't want to home roast in your kitchen or in the house. Some I mean, unless, do roast in, in the oven, which is unless you're well, doing it with an oven, I guess. Well, still. Um, mm. But there's gonna there's smoke that you know comes up. There's chaff going everywhere. Oil. Um, so I've done it outside. I've also done it, and I've usually um, do it in the garage. So I can have like a bench set up with a mm. light, um, and then it can I have ventilation. I open the garage door and I can do it there. It's great. But yeah. um, but you got to be safe, you know. Especially with those heat guns, they can get really hot. <laughs> that method. Yeah. Um. So you you want to you want to be safe. Um. What else? You want to be careful. Um. Well. Well, and like you said, I think the safety is a, a good a good piece because even yesterday, like when I was watching Eros, like there was a lot of smoke coming out. Sure, of sure. And yeah. it's like. That is something, depending on how you're roasting at home, it is going to be a pretty crucial point. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, definitely don't roast next to a bunch of polyester. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yes. I was thinking about uh, yeah. the place that I used to, I started out buying green beans was a website. Um, a guy mm-hmm. who just, he has a day job, but he, he sources green beans from, from an importer mm-hmm. um, from all, all different regions, South America, Central America, Africa, um, Indonesia. And so... That was the really fun part for me was um, getting to try my hand. Mm. Oh, I want to roast a Sumatra or I want to roast yeah. a Honduras or I want to roast um, a Guatemalan, you know, then trying them out and seeing what I like better, seeing what works best with my setup. It really is an arbitrary thing. Mm. Um, it's kind of up to you <laughs> how you're going to do it. Mm-hmm. Um, what's available. <laughs> what's available. What kind of coffee you like. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I, there's another area we even touched on, which is sure. so important to home roasting. It's really cheap. Green beans are half the price, if not more, yeah, than, yeah. than roasted That's beans. So yeah. you get to know a, a roaster nearby and you become good friends of these. And they'll start selling, even giving you sometimes green beans, and you save yourself a heap of money. Hmm. Because another thing, those little green beans, they double in size. You suddenly you know, make twice as much. <laughs> it's amazing. <laughs> wow. And I didn't realize that. So green beans are quite a lot cheaper in, the, mm-hmm. in that sense than that. So it really offsets the cost of because mm-hmm. I mean you I mean, can, it depends on where you buy them from. Right. Yeah. But know. like you can pay, you know, seventeen dollars a pound or something mm-hmm. for roasted good coffee. Yeah, at least. How much yes. do you guys like typically see green bean going for per pound? Oh, as as Tim was saying, it varies depending on where it's from, mm. what mm. certifications it has. But uh what I would say you you know seven, nine dollars you could get some for you um yeah, I've paid five dollars for a pound. Yeah. yeah. Um, depending wow. on the coffee. Yeah. Um, but then you can pay closer to like ten dollars a pound. Yes, probably. You could do. Hmm. It depends on who you're buying from. Um, but you're you're cutting out the middleman mm. 
Uh, even though there's several metal men in the whole coffee <laughs> right. process, right? There's, set, there's tons of people that are yes. you don't even see mm. before that coffee gets to your, you know, into your cup, right? Um, <laughs> but you're 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 getting to be a part of that process of the roasting process. Is all of a sudden it's it's on you, mm. which is really mm. fun. So you can you can save money in that way. Well, and I think that's the cool part is if you really like it and enjoy it, like, and I see like Tim and then you as well, Dad, like. When you're really enjoying it, it can be just the next step in enjoying oh, yes. it even more. Like like you were saying, Tim, you get the granularity to choose which coffees, mm-hmm. and you get to experiment. And if it's cheaper, you can kind of buy a little bit, and if you mess up, it's okay. It's yeah. just, like, it's part of the process. Mm-hmm. It's part of the fun. It's a wonderful process. Yeah. And even, even the mess-ups. And it, <laughs> it's it's so cool that it's it's it seems fairly accessible. Like, mm-hmm. like Tim, you were yeah. saying, for a $7... Bread roaster. Bre- mm-hmm. I'm going to call it a bread roaster. <laughs> but you can also, you know, you can spend 150 You can spend mm-hmm. pretty much as much or mm-hmm. as little as you want. And um, then you get to do a, a podcast like this, and uh, Tim brings some of the coffee he's roasted. Oh, yeah. I mean, and we tasted the first lot as a French press. It's great. And we're looking forward to a second lot after this because of the second roast, which it was done different. How was it done differently, these two roasts? Well, I guess, yeah, what was the first one and then how was yeah. the second one different to that? What so was the coffee? I was experienced. So I was roasting in Guatemala on the same bean. And I will um, say it tasted phenomenal. Yeah. As the French press. Really I'm sure the other yeah. one will work out well. Uh, the first roast I had some trouble with, actually, because I was trying to measure with a new thermometer. Mm. And I was getting too much of the, the heat gun temperature and not the actual bean temperature. So oh, it was, gotcha. wasn't super accurate. Um, that roast was way too long and I, and I actually didn't hit first crack until about 16 minutes, which was not, I, I, I essentially had the, had the heat gun See what too we drank. low. So that's the one that we actually drank. Oh, wow. Um, it was a fairly even roast, I would say yes, for the good. method. Um, it was way too long. Hmm. Um, but I, I wasn't measuring the actual accurate temperature. The second roast, I started the, the heat gun on a higher temperature mm. and, um, it was quite a bit. Um, shorter the, the first crack was about nine minutes so that was a little bit more sounded better to me mm-hmm. um but it ended up being actually a darker roast because i had the, the heat on higher wow um but yeah same being you can there's a lot of ex- room for experimenting with mm-hmm. when you're roasting on your own i love the way tim talks though mm-hmm. here, 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 here he's talking about this light and dark roast and one was 12 and one was nine once you get into this you're ruined there's nothing <laughs> you can to just yeah. do normal coffee because you're yeah. doing really good coffee made by yourself yeah well and it's crazy like you were saying tim you cut out so in the middle line because you roasted the coffee and then you brew the coffee it's like i like you said there's still quite a few people involved in that but it's pretty cool how much you get your hands in on that you should have more freedom yeah Mm -hmm. yeah yeah it's like finding a good beer at the store or you know somewhere and saying oh i can make that myself and then being able to adjust it to make it better for how you like it or Mm -hmm. prefer it um and it's also, it's like, like, I feel like, you know, even like in talking here, it's like, there's so many avenues you can take off of, you know, just a, a small aspect of just it's cooling or the, 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 the time first crack happens and stuff like that. Um, so I think it's just awesome that you're doing that. And I'm so thankful that we get to kind of get, get the good part of the coffee with yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, it's fun. As we're kind of wrapping up, the last thing I want to do is kind of just start to finish kind of like, you know, a very short summary of just kind of that roast process of Tim with your roaster. What does that look like? You know, you know, from throwing the beans into cooling them, you know, what are you looking at? What are you looking for? Just kind of our, you know, 30,000 foot view of that. Like, 
if, if someone doesn't know yeah, what yeah, most sure. things, what is it? We got to kind of span it back a little bit. Yeah, like then. just if we zoom out for a second, yeah. what's the like, I got a home roaster now. What are my, what are the, like the four points I'm looking for? You, you know, should just be gonna... asking Paul. <laughs> um, he's, the, he's the real professional. But um, I mean, essentially the roasting process is, is um, I mean, you're roasting, you're heating the beans. They're spinning. You put the green beans in first. You put the green beans in the yeah. pan. Yeah. Yep. Um, like I said, I, I turned the green bean, I turned the blade on first, mm -hmm. then I turned the heat gun on as I hit start on my stopwatch. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, so, and so, and then you're basically standing there watching it, um, until the best part of the roast, which is first crack. And is so, it actually like, for those who don't know, it's actually yeah. cracking. So it's similar to popcorn in the, in the sense that, um, you know, nothing really exciting is happening for the, for seems like too long. And, <laughs> and then all of a sudden you hear this magic pop. And it's it's pretty distinguishable. You can't really miss first crack. Mm. Uh, second crack is the one you might be able to miss. <laughs> um, but uh, so that's when the the coffee. I mean, you can explain actually what's happening with the with the bean themselves when they're cracking. But they they they're, they're to reacting to the heat essentially. Mm -hmm. They get hot enough where they're reacting to the heat. And um, then it's kind of up to you. After that's done cracking, you have a rolling crack. Is what you're mm. uh, you were telling me the other day. Is when it's like the beans are. It's like when you're you know, making popcorn, it's just like all of a sudden everything's popping at once. It's going crazy. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then it it starts to slow down again. And then there's like kind of a time in between first and second crack. And then it's up to you. You can, you can stop the roast pretty much any time after first crack to second crack, whenever you want, how, mm. how light or how dark you want the coffee. Mm. Um, and then, so and then you just put your oven mitt on, pull the pan, <laughs> dump it in the colander, figure out how do you want to cool it, those beans down. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's, it's pretty simple, really. Yeah. And, and I guess, Dad, do you want to walk us through that process of from first crack to the infamous second crack that some people don't go to or some time. people do? Okay. Well, it's, maybe. I think there might be another podcast because you're talking about the, uh, uh, the science. A, the science behind it. There's yeah. a lot. The science and they, crack. Even the last four years, I've learned so much about the science of coffee and it just gets larger and larger and it's, it is exciting. And There's more to learn. Oh, man. Yep. Well, I'm right. sorry to give everyone a the teaser of that. And the crash. Next, next, whole week. next week. Maybe we'll have to do oh, that okay. next week. Okay. But yeah, so that's kind of that's kind of our, uh, you know, our little uh, synopsis of, of, of kind of home roasting. Thank you so much, Tim, for being on the podcast. And yeah. You're our first guest. Yeah. We're excited right. to have you. Yeah. Um, before we wrap up, oh, though, yeah. we have something. We have a gift for Tim. Now, this is not necessarily something we do for everybody on <laughs> yeah, the podcast. Yeah, say so I want to preface it with. You may not get it, this same thing if you come on the podcast. I'm going to pull up an image of it. But, Tim, we are buying you this. What? <laughs> so so we're we going to get no. – uh, we're, we're going to give Tim the Nesco Professional oh. Coffee Roaster. Paul oh, Lane's going to be so excited for Paul. Paul. Will. <laughs> so no hopefully way. this will help your uh, your roasting um, consistency and all those you different things. You may find you like the heat gun even better, mate. So don't you – know. <laughs> Don't throw the heat gun no, out. No, don't. Okay. Um, <laughs> So yeah, we're gonna no give that way. to give that to Tim and and oh, thank you. And like I said, we'll post some pictures of Tim's setup on uh, on all the social medias, and we'll post a little video of it roasting and that kind of stuff, so you guys get kind of an idea of you know what we're talking about. Um, but uh, yeah, thank you so much for listening. If there's any questions, comments, concerns, or you think we're just dead wrong, feel free to <laughs> message us. Um, yeah, and yeah. and you know always uh, you know if you want to go ahead and subscribe and leave a comment, that's always helpful for us helps us to have some feedback but uh, thank you so much for listening and uh, we'll see you guys next week